It's the More Than Medicine Podcast with Dr. Chung. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of the More Than Medicine Podcast. We are at the start of a new year, 2023, and a lot of people have started the year with some good intentions to build some goals and often some New Year's resolutions as well. So today's episode is specifically around building a strong foundation of habits to keep and maintain over the year so that you can see some real changes by the end of the year. A quick reminder that today's episode is purely for educational and entertainment purposes and that any information should be taken to your regular GP to make sure that it's suited to your own health circumstances. Before going into the specifics of today's episode, I just wanted to do a quick recap of the NMMM model, which is a four-letter acronym that helps us to better understand how we can create a healthier and happier life. The letters in the NMMM model stand for N for nutrition, M for movement, the second M is for mindset and the third M is for motivation. And today we're going to go into some specific ways of creating good habits for each of these parts of the model. So the first question that you may be asking is why, Dr. Tiana, are you talking about habits? Why not talk about big goals, things that I want to achieve? For example, losing weight or quitting smoking or maybe exercising more. Well, while these are very important things to aim for as goals, each goal can actually be broken down into habits, and in particular, the regular practice of certain habits. So if you're trying to get from A to B, how would you walk from that one spot to the other? Well, you do it in steps, and each of these steps is basically a habit that's performed And if you can do little steps regularly, you'll eventually get there. And more often than not, it's these small regular steps that are much more effective and efficient than trying to do things in big leaps and bounds. So let's talk a bit more about habits and how to build a successful habit that you'll not only be able to continue to do, but also hopefully enjoy in the long run. So I'm going to outline three basic principles around how to build a habit. And before I go into that, I just want to give a quick acknowledgement to some very good literature that's out there regarding habits. In particular, two books, one called Atomic Habits by an author called James Clear, and the other one called Tiny Habits by a author called BJ Fogg. They're both excellent books that I've read, and uh, I've liberally taken a lot of information from both of them. So I'm going to outline three basic principles that I've used to try and build healthy habits. I'll discuss them first in short and then in a bit more depth. So number one is keeping the habit small and achievable. Number two is making the habit as obvious as possible. And number three is attaching the habit to something you already do regularly. So let's go to the first principle, keeping the habit small and achievable. It's quite easy to do things when you're feeling motivated. So in particular, when it comes to the new year, everyone's got a lot of motivation. You know, they want to 
create a really strong year for themselves. And it's quite common that in the first week or two of the year, a lot of people get a lot of things done. They start to go to the gym, they eat better, you know, they drink more water. And these things are excellent. However, it's not the habits that are able to be done when you're motivated that are the most important. It's the ones that you can do even when you don't feel motivated. And unfortunately, motivation is not a permanent thing. It often comes in waves. So you want to be able to do things not only when you're feeling good, but what is the minimum effort that you can put in even if you feel tired, stressed, sleep deprived, and something that you can still do consistently despite that. So a lot of people at the start of the year when they try to create a New Year's resolution or a goal, they can get quite ambitious. And this is good. You know, you want to exercise 30 minutes five times a week or maybe meditate 20 minutes every day. And while this is ideal and something that you should aim for, these goals can fall apart very quickly when life gets in the way. Had a long day at work, get home a bit late, maybe I'm going to skip that uh, workout or that meditation session. So what I found much more successful is to start with what I would consider a micro habit or as BJ Fogg calls a tiny habit, something that's so small that it's quite hard to say you can't do it or you don't have time or energy to do it. Ideally, this should be something that takes somewhere between one to five minutes. The shorter, the better. So an example could be going for a five minute walk around the block instead of that 30 minute workout or meditating for one minute a day, 60 seconds. The idea is that these particularly small goals can be achieved even when you're under the stresses of day to day life. And while a lot of people don't feel like this would be very useful, if you can string along a habit like this every day for a couple of weeks, you're naturally going to want to do more. And so that one minute sometimes may become five or even 10 minutes. And that short walk may turn into a longer one, but you're not forcing that. That's just a bonus on what you've already done. An example that one of the authors talks about is he wanted to start to floss more regularly. And we all know that we should floss our teeth after brushing our teeth. But to be honest, a lot of us don't, and I'm guilty of that myself. So what he did was he said, I'm going to floss one tooth after I brush my teeth, just one tooth. And if he did one tooth, he'd be happy with that. And more often than not, after doing the first tooth, he'd go, well, I'm already here. I might as well do a few more. And gradually before he knew it, he'd established a strong habit of flossing his teeth every day. But the idea was to create that low expectation of yourself. And I think that that's a really useful thing to take going forwards. And we'll discuss that a bit later with some of the examples of some habits that you can create for the rest of this year. So principle number two is making the habit obvious. And what I mean by that is creating an environment that makes it easy for you to achieve this habit. So for example, if you want to make a habit of exercising and maybe walking a bit more, You don't want to have your walking shoes somewhere in the back of a cupboard or in the garage that's hard to find. Because when it comes to that time to do the habit, that little bit of friction will potentially stop you from actually completing it. 
So have the walking shoes there in an easily accessible location and maybe have your socks and even your walking gear laid out in a nice, neat pile. So you'll feel like you want to do that when you plan to do that walk. Another example could be something like meditation. A lot of my patients I talk to about trying to start a habit of mindfulness or meditation for their mental and physical health. And one important thing is to maybe have a spot in your house that you can do it, a comfortable chair or a cushion, some area that you know is an area designated for that activity. And that'll make you want to do that more often. You could even pick a guided meditation that you find useful. Hell, even use one of mine. And that way, you know what you can do and you can achieve it quite easily without too much effort. Another example could be in the context of nutrition. So you, you want to have things that are good for you as easily accessible as possible and things that are maybe not so good for you in a more difficult area to access. So this could be making a big, beautiful fruit bowl in the center of your kitchen so that you can walk past it and grab a piece of fruit and maybe putting some of those less healthy, sweeter snacks in harder areas to access. And this is equally applicable for people who want to create habits around alcohol or smoking. Ideally, you don't want to have easy access to any of these things that you're trying to reduce and maybe giving yourself easy access to more helpful alternatives to these habits. So we're going to move on to principle number three, which is using something you already do regularly to help springboard you into the habit that you want to develop or what I call anchoring. So a big issue around building a new habit is that a lot of people say that they don't have time to do it, even when it's something that's, as we mentioned, a small one to five minute habit. So how do we find time and how do we create a schedule so that these things get done throughout the day? Well, you may not realize it, but you already have a lot of very helpful habits that are already peppered throughout your day. These are things that you may not even realize are habits. Have a little think about some things that you do every day or almost every single day. Finding it difficult? Well, how about waking up? I imagine most people wake up every morning at some time or other. And that could be something that could trigger you to do something else. Other examples include brushing your teeth, eating a meal, commuting to work, returning home from work, maybe getting to your front door. Any of these things are usually done every single day. And as a result, you can then structure one of your habits to be done either before or after any of these regular activities that you do. So for example, you could say something like every morning after I wake up and after I brush my teeth, I'm going to sit down and meditate for one minute or every morning when I come in through the front door, I'm going to open the door and remind myself of something good that happened that day. Having that anchor means that you're more likely to keep the habit going in your day-to-day rather than waiting until the end of the day and realizing that you've forgotten to do it in the first place.
So now that we've looked at these three principles of how to create a useful and sustainable habit, we're going to try and apply it to the NMMM model to see if we can come up with some examples that you can even use for yourself for the rest of the year. Now it's important, just as we mentioned, starting with a small habit, but also maybe just picking one. So I'm gonna give you quite a few options, but I'd prefer that you just start with one of the habits and work on that consistently before you add any more. It's very easy to try and bite off more than you can chew. And unfortunately, in the end, getting nothing done as opposed to one thing done solidly. So let's start with N for nutrition. One of the big issues that I see in people who are trying to improve their nutrition is the habit of what they're drinking. So quite commonly, a lot of people will have a habit of drinking beverages that are sweetened. These are things like soft drinks or juices. And one way of really reducing your consumption of sugar and hopefully improving your health and your weight is to change that habit into something a bit more healthy. So perhaps instead of having that soft drink or that juice, you can set up your environment so you have a healthier alternative. One example could be some sparkling mineral water, one of those flavored sparkling mineral waters I find quite refreshing and have zero calories and are generally a lot healthier than even the no sugar alternatives for soft drinks. So that's using the setting up of the environment or making it obvious as a habit to replace something with regards to your nutrition. The other thing that you could look at is around your shopping habits. So we mentioned this in one of my first episodes that maybe as a rule now, every time you go to the supermarket, when I go to the supermarket, I don't routinely go down the aisle with all of the chips and lollies. That is your new habit. So you will skip that aisle as a default. And so the only times you would go that is perhaps on those occasions when you're having a party or a specific event where you need that. And that is an important rule change because it means that you're much less likely to purchase those things in your house and that will change your environment with what you do day to day. So moving on to the first M of movement, A possible habit that you could look at is after dinner, I'm going to walk around the block for five minutes or even less if you've got a small block. So we're using a few principles there. We're looking at anchoring. So after dinner, we're trying to keep it a relatively small goal. So that's a five minute walk around the block. And we can make the environment more conducive to this by making our clothes and our shoes easily available to go for that walk after dinner. Another nice one I really like is while I'm waiting for my kettle to boil in the morning for coffee or tea, I'm going to do a simple stretch on the kitchen counter. So uh, the stretch that I'm describing, imagine if you put your hands on the edge of the kitchen counter, you take a couple of steps back and bend your knees and pull your hips back to stretch out your shoulders and your back. Now make sure that that's suitable for your body and any injuries, but that's a really nice way of anchoring by looking at the time you're already there with the kitchen and the kettle boiling and doing it in an environment where it's easy to do it. The kitchen counter is already there, so you might as well do a little stretch. 
And most of us do this every morning with regards to making a cup of coffee or tea. The second M is mindset. So an option there could be every morning after brushing my teeth, I'm going to sit and meditate for one or two minutes. This is something that can be quite difficult for a lot of people. And I've mentioned using apps or even using some of the guided meditations in the bonus episodes of this podcast. But if you can start to create this habit, it can really change the way that you see yourself and the world. The final M is for motivation. Now, this is a bit of a trickier one when you're looking at creating habits. But one I was thinking of was before I go to work and go into my office, I'm going to think about who I'm working for and the benefit that this work provides them. So this could be for your family to create a living for them. Or it could be for your customers or even your colleagues who you enjoy spending time with. And by doing this, it creates a nice feeling before you start work to make it bigger than yourself and give you a sense of purpose for the day. So those are just a few ideas that you could consider and you can probably create some of your own if you're trying to work on a specific goal. But the idea is just pick one. Don't pick more than one because otherwise it's less likely that you're going to be able to keep that going and try to keep that one habit consistent for a whole week. And if you can do it for a whole week, why not then try and keep it going for a whole month? And once you've been doing it for about a month, you'll start to notice that it becomes more natural, that it even becomes part of your identity rather than something that you do. And at that point, You can then consider expanding the habit. So maybe that five minute walk becomes a slightly longer walk or adding in a new habit to one that you've already established. And remember, if you miss a day, don't despair. It's very normal. And even the best people at creating habits won't be able to do it every single day. What's more important is the intention to try and keep that habit going and a nice rule is to try to avoid missing it two days in a row. That way you can at least maintain some level of momentum with regards to your habit. So that's it. Hopefully this gives you a bit of a framework on how to create a good, simple, small, but achievable habit that will take you in the right direction for the rest of your year with regards to your health goals. And hopefully you'll find that by the end of the year or even earlier than that, that you've noticed some real changes in how you feel about yourself and about people around you. Remember, try not to bite off more than you can chew. Just pick one and try to keep consistent with that one habit first. And um, yeah, let me know how you go. So thanks a lot for tuning in to today's podcast and I hope you found it useful and I look forward to seeing you again for another episode of the More Than Medicine podcast. So keep up the good work and I'll speak to you next time. Take care. It's the More Than Medicine podcast with Dr. John.